Well, she's going to come tonight, and she's going to bring forth our prayer devotion for us. So, which we would welcome Susan Tidwell, please. time on a message that's very near and dear to my heart and that's the message of tearing down strongholds in our lives um, you've heard our pastor say the word stronghold you've heard Randy preach about strongholds and I personally over years have come to know this word quite well in my life so you may have heard this word but it's very, very important for you to know how they're built in our lives and how we can tear down strongholds through the power of prayer, which is our focus on Wednesday night. So I want to bring the word stronghold and prayer together and show, hopefully show you and give you an illustration of how that we can tear down strongholds in our life. The main scripture that I want to use tonight is found in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4. And it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not, are not carnal. It's not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against each other. But we're fighting in spiritual places. But mighty, but in, the rest of the verse says, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. We need weapons that are God-empowered, and prayer is our weapon in pulling down strongholds in our life. So first, I want to talk about, a lot of people hear that word, but do you really know what the word stronghold means? So I want to give you a definition of the word so that we can be more alert to what it means. The definition of stronghold is a military term for a fortified place or a fortress that we can build a defense around. In other words, it's a place of protection. It is wrong patterns of thinking that justifies making wrong choices, committing wrong actions, having wrong reactions, and developing wrong attitudes. So why do you think that we build strongholds in our life? Number one, strongholds enables us to survive circumstances that are out of our control that we cannot process in our minds. Strongholds begin from three things, unhealed hurts, unresolved issues, 
and unmet needs and strongholds are the most powerful form of coping that we have and if we don't deal with the strongholds in our lives they can impair our lives so here are some facts about strongholds we build strongholds I'm gonna call it a wall to protect ourselves from further pain strongholds keep God keeps God from being able to come in and to heal the wounded places in our lives. Strongholds are thinking that is contrary to the word of God that tells us that there is no hope. Strongholds are where the enemy hides, it's where the enemy lives and works to keep us bound by hurts that still cause us pain. And over time we learn to bury we learn to ignore and we learn to deny the fear that leaves us feeling vulnerable. So here are a few of many things that can become a stronghold in your life. See if you can relate to any of these. Anger, rebellion, fear, rage, low self-esteem, perfectionism, jealousy, Resentment, bitterness, pride, suspiciousness, self-hatred, depression, a sense of worthlessness, lust, criticalness, distrust, procrastination, isolation, confusion, denial, overachiever, intimidated, inferiority, manipulation, Hopeless, hopelessness, justification, shame, and the last one, bad attitudes. These can all become strongholds in our lives. So how do we build strongholds? Knowing how we build strongholds can better equip us to be prepared when the enemy uses them against us. And believe me, I stand here as a living testimony to you that the enemy will try to destroy you and with the strongholds in your life. We need to learn how to recognize what our stronghold is, and we need to learn how to recognize the attacks and effectively fight back. So there's five layers to a stronghold that I want to talk about. The very first layer is a traumatic fact. So a deeply distressing experience, an emotional shock, or stressful event that happens to you that should not have. I want to say here that the enemy will begin using these negative experiences at a young age as children and builds upon them through our lives to paralyze us in our adult years if we are not healed from them. And more than ever before, we need to pray for our children, for our teenagers who do not have the hope in their homes that are not led, know how to do, their parents don't know how to deal with their pain. They don't know how to pray with their children. So I wanna use myself as an illustration in these five layers. So I want to tell you that my traumatic fact 
that affected me from childhood into my late adult years was living in a turbulent home of fighting and abuse. So, other traumatic facts could be a death, it could be hurtful words that hurt you and that you don't ever get over, it could be verbal abuse, it could be physical abuse, it can be abandonment issues, and it can be bullying, just to name a few. Layer number two, you have a traumatic fact and it's gonna fall into one of three categories that I've just talked about. It's going to be an unhealed hurt, an unresolved issue, or an unmet need. So an unresolved issue is we don't know how to process what's happened to us. We don't know how to process the traumatic fact. Unhealed hurts are things that we can't get past that hurt us in our lives and are unable to deal with the pain of what has happened to us. A lot of people, if you have an unhealed hurt, will try, if you're like myself, try to ignore it, try to act like that it doesn't exist, but I'm telling you, unless you deal with the root of the issue, it's gonna keep coming right back, round back to you. Unmet needs is something that we needed in our lives to be whole that we did not get, such as love, nurturing, a sense of belonging, a sense of worth. And these are just a few examples of many that could fall into the category of an unmet need. So for me, my traumatic facts of my life fell into all three of these categories. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one. I learned from my family at a young age that you don't talk about how you feel and you ignore it. I did not have anyone in my life to help me understand and deal with the pain that I had experienced as a child and it flowed into my adult life. Can I stop here and say to you tonight that Jesus wants to heal all of the wounded places in your life. He died on a cross for that. He shed his blood for that. Layer number three is once we have the traumatic fact, it falls in the three categories, unhealed hurts, unmet needs, unresolved issues. Then we in our humanity we try to control and we try to cover the hurt that's going on within. But the more that we try to keep controlling things, the less control that we have. Have you ever been there? Tried to have control of a situation, but you might have it for a while, but eventually it's gonna fall apart. As we try to be in control, there are toxic emotions that begin to reveal themselves. And some of those emotions are fear, distrust, sense of worthlessness, anger, could be confusion, resentment, inferiority, and hopelessness. So here's some of my 
toxic emotions that I tried to control. And I did very well at hiding for a season, but as I said before, they will come to light until you deal with the issue. Insecurity and worthlessness. And here's what I thought. I'm alone, I hate myself. Inferiority and isolation. I don't belong, I don't fit in, so I'm gonna hide from everyone. And I did that. It wasn't too long ago I did that. I got to a point that I secluded myself in my own home and was very nervous to even be out with people in the store. I had retreated so far. And anger. I've been mistreated. I don't deserve this. And the last one, the toxic emotion that I felt was that there's no one that I can count on. So I'm just not going to trust anyone. Layer number four. And as these toxic emotions begin to manifest themselves and we are losing control, we're now unable to hide things. And we begin to demonstrate wrong behaviors. These are things that will make you feel better for a while and take the edge off. This could be drugs, alcohol, overeating, medicines, perfectionism, sexual perversion, and avoidance. So my wrong behavior, I was over the top with perfectionism. I put so much pressure on myself to be recognized to ease the pain of feeling unworthy, insignificant, and inferior. So layer number five, then as we begin to display wrong behaviors, we will begin to have patterns of wrong thinking to justify our wrong behaviors. That would include wrong beliefs, reasoning, wrong attitudes, wrong ideas, denial, wrong motives, and defensiveness. So here's how I justified my wrong behaviors with wrong beliefs. I'm worthless, I won't let anyone get close to me. Defensiveness, they hurt me, they deserve everything they get. Wrong attitudes, nothing I do is right, so why even try? Wrong logic, everything is going wrong, so God must not love me. Now you have built a stronghold. So the words on this wall, shame, depression, anger, inferiority, isolation, fear, criticalness, intimidation, and self-hatred, every one of these were my strongholds. I stand to unite as a testimony that you can be free from your strongholds through the power of prayer. I'm not proud of these, especially coming from a background that I was raised in the church, been in the church all my life. 
but I believe I have a message for a hurting world. And I believe I have a, a message for the, the church as well because I'm telling you right now, unless we're healed from within, we can't go outside of these walls to minister to other people. We have to be healed. We have to be whole. Another thing during, with these strongholds, every time I felt like I was at my lowest place in my life, it's like God would give me a little more strength to get back up each time. It's like I could not give up in a message that Randy had spoke a couple Sunday nights ago. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on prayer. He will never give up on you. So God never gave up on me. And he has healed my heart. He has given me strength. He has given me peace to move forward. Am I completely healed? No. I'll admit to you, I'm not. I'm, I'm still a work in progress. And none of us will ever arrive. But every time that something comes up, now I know. I know where that's coming from. In the name of Jesus. I can point... The, when the enemy attacks me, I know. And that's the message I want to bring to you tonight so that you're aware of how the enemy works with strongholds in your life to keep you bound, to keep your mind bound and your perception of things bound. Let me tell you that the enemy works on your perception of things. I remember sitting here in this church and certain ones wouldn't talk to me and you wouldn't believe the conversation going on in my, my mind. They don't like me. Why am I even coming here to church? I'm telling you, the enemy wants to destroy you and it's only through the power of prayer that you're going to survive. So in relation to our focus on Wednesday nights, which is prayer, how should we pray to tear down strongholds? Ephesians 6, 18 and 19 says that we must be specific and targeted to the mark of our prayers. Number two, we're to do our battles on our knees. Do you ever get tired of praying? Do you ever grow weary from praying? My message tonight to you is keep on praying. And the third thing is to engage and participate in the battle of prayer. Colossians 4 and 2 says to pray earnestly, seriously, with intense conviction, with boldness. To be vigilant, to be determined in our prayers. So from this list that I have of my own personal strongholds, I will tell you the number one offender for me and the one that I had the most problem conquering is depression. I built a wall up so high around me that I shut everyone out, even God. I didn't allow God to get past this wall because when you're standing behind this wall, 
and it's surrounding you, and you're not letting God in, he's standing at this wall, and he's knocking. He's not going to force you. He wants you to surrender and allow him to come in and to heal those places in your life. So when we pray, we should not be crying, woe is me, why is this happening to me? I can't take this anymore, God. I give up. Have any of you said those words in your prayer? Yes, I have. Or even the song that came to mind, gloom, despair, and agony on me, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it wasn't for bad luck, I've had no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. And if this is how we pray, I had a thought. I can just imagine God looking down saying, really? Really? At some of that, we pray sometimes. After all that I have sacrificed for you, after the weapons and the authority that I've given to you to use, you can't just have a little faith and a little perseverance. We must pray with authority and power. So what I want to do is I want to show you and hopefully demonstrate to you what I believe is happening when you pray in authority that we may not be seeing now because these walls Lord, sometimes don't come down so fast. Sometimes they may come down a little pebble at a time, a stone at a time. But I want to show you what it's like when we pray in authority and what happens. And Danny, if you will turn that up. Lord, I praise you for who you are. And if I have to pray it, I will. Lord, I praise you for who you are. There is no other God before you. There is no other God like you. Today, I stand on the truth of your word. Forgive me for believing the lies of the enemy, for not trusting in you and believing in who I am in Christ. Today, I surrender my life to you, and I am asking you to heal, to restore, and to free me from the stronghold of depression. I bind my mind to you. I, in Jesus' name, I take authority over the lies of the enemy that wants to destroy me with wrong mindsets, false perceptions, and negative thoughts. I'm putting a stop to the enemy's attack of low self-esteem, hatred, inferiority, intimidation, and jealousy. I am sick of the devil stealing my joy and I claim healing over my unhealthy emotions and fear and hopelessness. In the name of Jesus and the blood that he shed on the cross for me, 
loneliness, anxiety, and, and seclusion is broken. God's word says, I am the head and not the tail. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I have been made more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, and I will not let the enemy dictate my future any longer. Today, I'm taking back everything that has been stolen from me. I'm taking back my hope. I'm taking back my peace. I'm taking back my joy. I take back my strength. I take back my praise. I am taking back my life. I claim in the name of Jesus that wrong desires, wrong attitudes, doubt, confusion, and wrong behaviors will no longer have a place in my life. I'm telling you, devil, it's time for you to go. God says that if I resist the devil, then he must flee, and I place you under my feet where you belong. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, then I will raise up a standard against you. I will no longer give the enemy any hold over my life. And I'm bringing down this wall of lies that has held me captive for too many years. God says I'm loved. God says I'm called. God says I'm anointed. God says I have authority and that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I have been given the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and any power you think you have over me. I'm serving notice on you today. You have deceived me long enough. No more. And when you start reminding me of my past, I'm going to start reminding you of your future. In the name of Jesus, I am tearing down and I am breaking free from the stronghold of depression. And my wall is coming down. Satan, your time is up. You are defeated. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I want to tell you there is power in prayer. So what does prayer do when we are bound by strongholds? Number one, it invites the Holy Spirit so that we can be healed. It penetrates light into darkness and the enemy has to flee. It silences the enemy and his war on our minds. And it is the ordained strength of God to be set free from strongholds or any request that you make known to him. Yes, there are times I still struggle, but I know I can identify where the attack is coming from and use the weapon of prayer God has given me to be an overcomer. That's what he wants us all to be, our overcomers in the name of Jesus. 
My wall did not come down all at once, and as I told you before, it came down piece by piece, stone by stone. But today, I have been made more than a conqueror. I have been made more than a conqueror. Everything that I have been through in my life that has held me bound, that's kept me down, that has weighted me down, I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Prayer is power. Prayer never fails. You can count on it. It has your back. And it's time to take authority. And hashtag keep on praying. So, Jeff, if you would just go ahead and come on here. I would like to have, go ahead and have our prayer time. And God has been very specific with me tonight what we need to pray for. So if everybody would make their way to the front quickly, I want you to form a circle, please. 